Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to another podcast. This is Penny Lamberth, and I hope you're having a good February so far. If you haven't had a chance, go ahead and um, go back and listen to our interview from January with Gina Lanthrop, um, because that will set you up for this one. This is our second part of our interview with Gina, where she takes some time to really be open and honest about um, what God has brought her through in this stage of her life and what he's teaching her. So uh, I hope you enjoy it and um, happy listening. A common feeling that a lot of us probably have in in, um, our lives is like as women, moms, uh, wives, that feeling, you know, like I gotta have it all together. Um, do you ever experience that? And if so, um, how has God been teaching you about, about that in your life? Um, and maybe even specifically if you could speak to the, the feeling as a parent thinking you have to have it all, have it all together. Yeah. Um, yeah, my answer is yes. Definitely. <laughs> um, that's actually been a theme for a lot of my life. Um, wanting to have it all together. I always wanted to have the best grades and to win anything I competed in and to also look glamorous while doing it all. <laughs> um, so if you knew the movie Legally Blonde, uh-huh, uh, yes. yes. Elle Woods was an inspiration for many of my teenage <laughs> years. Just, yeah. Um, but fast forward into being a mom, and there's a lot of ways I felt the pressure to do it all. Um, so early on, we had followed what turned out to be some really great advice um, to push, uh, to get ourselves back into normal church life as quickly as we could after the birth of our first child. Mm-hmm. Um, so pushing ourselves to figure out how to attend church and how to serve on Sunday and during the week and how to be a part of group life really helped me figure out how to do all of that more quickly and um, provided a lot of growth and joy. and really protected me from getting stuck. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, but along with that, I got complimented a lot for doing it all. Um, Well, we followed the same advice with the birth birth of each of our children, and though each time it was more complex to figure out how to adjust, um, we did it, and it brought tremendous blessing to our family as we were able to pick back up and be part of God's mission in the lives of those around us. but it also brought more compliments and mentions of things like you know, super mom and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Okay. Um, so to an extent, I knew God was helping us. Um, but the more skills I gained in mothering, I also started to think, yeah, you know, I've, I've got skills. Um, I can handle a lot. Mm-hmm. And without knowing it, handling a lot became something that I inwardly prided myself on. I would have never said that, but mm-hmm. I don't even know that I knew what was going on, but it was growing in my heart. Um, and starting especially in 2018, God and his kindness began showing me just how wrong I was to believe that, that I could do it all and to value that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have what's understood to be an autoimmune disease Um, ulcerative colitis, which attacks my digestive system, but it can cause other problems like anemia, extreme fatigue, and just a list of other things. Um, Mm -hmm. I got diagnosed about 13 years ago in college, 
And for the most part, it hadn't given me much trouble until the fall of 2018. Um, at that point, I had taken on more responsibility in several areas. And um, this specific week, Thad and I had also offered to keep my sister and brother-in-law's kids to help them with something. Um, and it meant having six kids ages one through seven in our care. Oh, wow. Um, two of them <laughs> being fun. one. Um, and I thought I could take that in stride. Um, but suddenly my health started tanking. Mm-hmm. I ended up in bed while Thad took care of all six kids and was the hero um, <laughs> for several days until my sister and brother-in-law returned. Up until that point, if I had a flare-up of the disease, several days of rest and some extra medicine would fix it. Okay. Um, but this time, it wasn't working. Um, I felt awful. I was exhausted. Um, it continued, so I started up more doctor's visits. I looked into various diet remedies, all while trying to manage the responsibilities I had with far lower energy and mm-hmm. just health. Um I had a procedure done that showed that the the disease had progressed significantly. Um, My doctor believed that I needed to go to a new level of medicine, one that I really hoped I would never need because the medicines carried risks of things like cancer. And Mm -hmm. once you start these medicines, you know, according to the doctors, you don't stop. You're on them the rest of your life. So at my age, you know, Lord willing, I have a lot of years left. Yeah. Um, And that would mean that I'd be choosing to just put years and years of increased cancer risk in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, So we didn't have to make a decision right away. So for months, we'd research alternative remedies. We'd sort through which ones to try in hopes of avoiding the riskier medicine. And it was a long process of deciding what method to try next and then waiting, doing it and waiting for results. And then doing the process over again because remedies kept failing one after the Mm. next. Um, During this time, it was getting physically harder and harder just to take care of my own kids during the day, much less handle my other responsibilities. Um, Like I was directing our girls' kids' zone at church or homeschooling three of our four kids or cooking, cleaning, um, relationships with women at church. Um, I was helping just um, that kind of stuff, plus the normal stuff I was still being asked to do of help watching a friend's kids for a morning or taking a meal to someone who had surgery. Um, So at some point in there, Thad um, strongly encouraged me to, you know, on taking a meal, or taking a meal to someone who needed it. Um, At some point in there, Thad strongly encouraged me to lessen my load. And he talked with me about how to do that because I felt like it was impossible. Um, But the solution involved me saying no to all the extras that I wanted to put in. Mm. And it also meant saying no to any new opportunities or requests, even those small ones, like keeping a friend's kids. Um, So I entered a season of having to say no. I really didn't like that. Um, I was admitting that I could not do it all. Mm. And having to admit it in front of people, really. I felt physically awful enough to know that that was true, that I couldn't do it all, but it was not what I wanted. I wanted to be part of church life and people's lives, and it seemed like this was a big setback, and it could not be good or helpful. It felt like I was being kind of taken off of 
God's mission for our family. And I wanted to be with my kids and have fun with them. And I was just really sick. Um, Chad took on most of the housework and all of the care of the kids from the time he got home from work until he went to work the next day. Um, we tried so many things and just nothing was working. Um, so during this time of you know, trying the next thing and waiting, a friend sent me a verse and later a sign that I treasure, a wooden sign, that has Second Chronicles 20.12 on it. It says, we do not know what to do, Lord, but our eyes are on you. And that became my repeated prayer through that time, asking God for guidance. Mm. Um, and he was faithful. Little by little, he would guide. But the Easter of 2019, I got the worst I'd been right after Easter. Um, I went back and forth between bed and, honestly, the restroom all day. I just mm. was very sick. Um, I We got family and friends to watch the kids but I continued to decline until I was finally admitted to the hospital. Um, we decided at that point it was time to start the medicines I've been trying to avoid, which involved infusions and a chemotherapy pill. Um, after a week in the hospital, I went home again on bed rest, but a few days later I was back in the hospital for a few days. Um, and during this time period of you know, in and out the hospital, two of my kids had previously planned birthday parties which I normally love those. I love running them, mm-hmm. um, even if I'm tired after. <laughs> um, but this time, family members made those happen. And by God's grace, I was able to attend both. I wasn't stuck in the hospital. Even though I attended, I mostly just sat through them, exhausted from merely sitting and talking some with the people. Oh. Um, at home, I stayed on bed rest some more with family and friends, taking care of our kids, taking care of the house and taking over my responsibilities at church. Um, Just for a little picture of kind of how that I physically was, there were times when I would know I needed a medicine and it was just a few feet away, but I physically could not move to go get it. Um, So this whole time period of pretty much bed rest lasted about six weeks. And for the first time, I faced the possibility that this might be what the rest of my life looked like. Not only being a super mom, but being a bedridden mom um, who was a weight on those that I loved most rather than a help, and who watched her kids grow but had nothing to do with their care or mothering, and um, who hindered my husband's ability to move God's mission forward rather than teaming with him. Mm. Um, That became my greatest fear, greater even than dying and leaving them all because I thought at least eventually they could move on. (laughs) Um, but during this low time, I, um, asked for help. I texted a friend for prayer and I got advice from a mentor and that person encouraged me to decide what I would do if this worst case, you know, scenario that I was fearing happened. And I was really struggling with what do I do? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you need to decide what you do if this happens. I thought and thought and nothing came to mind <laughs> if I'm bedridden. I couldn't think of anything I could do. Um, Mm. And then in the car one evening, Dad said something that just made me chuckle. And at that point, I hadn't laughed in a long time. And God made the answer click in my head. I can be joyful. So if I am bedridden, I can watch 
my children with joy, um, watch them play. I can encourage and refresh them with my attitudes and my words. I can strengthen my husband with encouraging words. Um, I could do something good, even if it was so small in that worst case scenario. And that would be enough because God is good and he loves me and I could trust him to do good even in that. I knew this to be true because of the history I have with him. He has taken me through many uncertainties and difficulties before, and he has never abandoned me, and he has always done good to me. And he was also kind enough to let me see the same pattern unfolding little by little as we walk through this time. It was always just enough to keep me going. Um, he had faithfully given answers right when we needed them about a next step. Um, he had provided opportunity to meet with friends that I hadn't seen for so long because I was mm -hmm. so sick when they'd visit in the hospital. Even a woman that I'd been helping, she came and I got to hear how God was at work in her life. Oh. Um, it was just very refreshing. Um, but perhaps most important to my heart, he had done good for my kids through it. Um, one Sunday in between hospital stays, my kids participated in our church's open house where the kids presented to parents what they'd learned that semester. Mm -hmm. And I got to watch as my two oldest sons stood together, one quoting Isaiah 41.10, which says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then my other son told how he had had to really trust that God would bring good when I went into the hospital. I had been praying for months that God would grow that child in trusting him. And before my eyes, God was answering my prayer and growing my boy through this very illness, this very illness that was taking away my strength, what I felt like was my ability to do good. God was growing my boy through that. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, God says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And that's what was happening. Wow. So at the end of those six weeks, um, I took a risk, but with my doctor's approval, I stopped the pill I was taking, and my energy my energy slowly came back. Um, I was able to watch my kids during the day, though at first that was all I could do. Um, by the time the fall rolled around, I was still pretty sick, but I needed to add back in a few responsibilities like homeschooling and serving on Sunday. Um, but each time I left the house with my kids for one of those things, I prayed for God to help me just make it to our destination without getting sick. Um, it was a very real concern. So God sustained me through that time, but I was distinctly aware of how everything I was doing was by his provision of just enough health and just enough strength. Hmm. Um, late in the fall, my doctor determined that medicine I'd remained on had failed and I switched to yet another one and this time I felt instantly better almost wow. right away it was still up and down for a while but for this time period God seems to have provided relief um, right now I feel pretty much normal um, but I'm trying to hold on to that lesson that God has been instilling in my heart this last year that he is my strength and my wisdom and my source of everything I need and have and can do. Without him, I wouldn't even be able to breathe the air around me. 
that he sustains my body and what health and strength I have is granted from him. Uh, my limits are more than they were a few years ago, like needing a certain amount of rest or the foods I can eat or the amount of things that I can commit to at one time. Mm-hmm. But those remind me now that in my weakness, God is strong. He is sustaining me to do the things that I am able to do, and he will work through what he has given me in the amounts that he has given it to me. Wow. <laughs> I really am uh, just, that's that's my response as well. And it really it is just, uh, I'm encouraged by your, um, you know, what you've walked through and how you've been teachable to what, um, and, and even that original question was feeling like you, you know, had to, this feeling of having to have it all together mm-hmm. and um, even through some really tough things and even with the uncertain future, like you were able to, you know, learn some lessons that often we, that can't be learned in other, in other mm-hmm. it was a very real experience of learning that lesson. Um, and I, I, yeah, it's a, it's hard to hear what you had to go through, but I'm also really encouraged that um, how God has used it to teach you and, and also like you've shared it with your kids like mm-hmm. that's um very encouraging yeah thanks for sharing that <laughs> yeah I think just the the switch has really been from yeah feeling like I need to do it all in order to be accomplishing what God wants to seeing that he is the one doing it yeah and that if I am faithful to ask what he's wanting me to do not just what I feel the pressure to do or what feel like I should do to please people, but what is he wanting me to do? Then he's going to supply everything I need for that and carry it through. And so I can really rest inside and trust him and not stress or worry or you know, spin my wheels yeah. and stuff that really it's not what he wants to do with my life. Yeah. Um, it allows for a lot more rest and focus to yeah. be depending on him for those things. I think it's very easy for me to move along with my day uh you know a lot of times with just relying upon my own strength and Mm -hmm. so you literally are relying upon god's strength as as it sounds like in this stage of your life and um you know i and i you know for myself and those listening i think um it's a really helpful reminder that um even even for those that maybe aren't dealing with a similar struggle but we really our strength really does come from the lord and he mm-hmm. he can meet us and help us mm-hmm. um so thanks again for sharing that <laughs> um okay so uh i'm gonna you know start wrapping up uh, we're getting toward the end here and i really i we asked this of each of our moms and so I'll ask this of you, Gina. Um, what's one way you'd like to encourage moms who are currently in the trenches of parenting? Kind of in line with what we've been talking about, God is with us. He's with you and with me. He really is the one supplying all of the energy, health, wisdom, and resources that we have. When you don't know what to do, keep your eyes on Him, like Second Chronicles twenty twelve. He will be faithful to guide you. When you don't have the energy or fear that you're too weak or incapable, remember that his strength shines through in our weakness, mm. just like Second Corinthians 12, 9. And when you don't know how what you're going through or facing will be good, um, remember that God, who is pure good, who is faithful to the end, is already at work for your good in it. 
and ask him to show you even a little piece of what he's doing, he will bring the encouragement that you need. Now, Romans 8.28 and Isaiah 41.10 might really encourage you. Um, it really helps me to put verses like these up visually around my house, you know, writing them on a window or mirror or maybe doing something more decorative like a sign or framed artwork. But I know God is faithful and that as we go through these trenches of motherhood that he is building a history for each of us to look back on and see his faithfulness and have an ever-growing confidence in clinging to him as we walk into the future. Um, just like the psalmist says in Psalm 23, 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Gina, uh, thank you so much again for taking the time to share today. And I'm really uh, ending with that scripture. <laughs> There's not much more I need to say. <laughs> um, but uh, God really sure is really good, has been good to you and shown mercy to you. And um, he, he is good to each of us and shown his mercy to each of us too. And so um, I, so thank you again for um, what you've shared today. I'm encouraged by your honesty and your faithful attitude about where God has you in this stage of your life. And um, yeah, I pray that you'll, that God will bless um, you as you've shared and the people that are, are listening in. So, um, and moms, um, I pray that what you've heard today is an encouragement and a help as you seek to raise the next generation to love God and to know Him. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.